Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Wednesday, August 16th, and we start with local news. The native Santa Fe man accused of posting flyers at three predominantly black churches in Columbia containing racially charged rhetoric was arraigned and pleaded not guilty in Murray County General Sessions Court on Monday. Daniel Lane Walls, 38, sat quietly in the courtroom waiting to present his plea before Murray County General Sessions Judge Bobby Sands. While seated in the courtroom, dressed in a blue short-sleeved plaid shirt, he accepted paperwork distributed by the court officer to retain the county public defender. The next hearing is set for September 27th at 8.30 a.m. in Murray County Court. Walls was arrested in Spring Hill at his former workplace on July 13th and charged with four counts of civil rights intimidation under Tennessee Code Annotated 39-17-309, in addition to the charges of contributing to the delinquency of a minor and vandalism. Bond was previously set at $43,000, which was posted. After the flyers, also distributed to area businesses, were found on the marquees of three black churches in Columbia, a crowd of community, church, and elected leaders gathered three days later on July 12th at Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church for a community prayer service. Leaders denounced the flyers, calling them offensive and filled with hate. With his shoulders shrugged, Walls answered on Monday a few additional questions by Judge Sands, including that he lost his job in Spring Hill as well as two other jobs after that, and currently remains unemployed due to his inability to pass background checks because of the felony charges. It showed up on my background check, and I haven't even been convicted yet, Walls said. The flyer states that the old glory knights of the Ku Klux Klan had paid a visit to the recipients of the flyer, telling them to beware, along with other verbiage that many call hate rhetoric, disparaging racial and interracial groups. Walls discussed the charges with media following the arraignment, confirming that he heads the old glory knights, as stated on the group's website. He also claimed the group doesn't go out looking for trouble, and its intent is not to hurt anyone, but recruit. Clergy from the targeted churches attended the July community service at Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist, including ministers from Bethel Chapel AME Church and Faith United Missionary Baptist Church. Murray County Mayor Sheila Budd and Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder attended the community service along with clergy, community members, city council members, and state officials. Columbia Police Chief Jeremy Alsup addressed the crowd at the time vowing to find the perpetrator while also disavowing the incendiary language. Hate rhetoric or anything of this nature, these flyers, they have no business in this community or any community, Chief Alsop said. Your Columbia Police Department will do their best to make sure anything like this to keep it from ever coming back, he said. Reverend Tanya Mason of Bethel Chapel AME Church, located on South Glade Street, denounced the act as a representation of evil and darkness. On Sunday, July 9th, my congregation was met with a flyer that echoed the terroristic message of the past and ever-present space of evil and darkness, Mason said. I say to those today who think that our future is in their hands that they must not know the resilience of the people and African Ameri- of the African-American Methodist Episcopal Church, she said. Pastor Kenny Anderson ended the July service with prayer in a final statement. Hate will never win, he said. 
Yesterday, Murray Alliance held their annual legislative luncheon, which featured this year U.S. Congressman Andy Ogles. WKOM WKRM's Delk Kennedy attended the event and got a chance to speak with Representative Ogles. This is Delk Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Today I'm at the Chamber of Commerce luncheon at Puckett's in downtown Columbia, Tennessee. I've caught up with Congressman Andy Ogles, who is home and will be addressing the chamber today. Congressman, welcome home. Oh, it's great. You know, I get to come home on the weekends, but uh, to be here for the August recess and uh, is, is really fantastic. Tell us what it's like to sit down in your seat in the House of Representatives of the United States and cast your first vote. You know, uh, it's it's a bit surreal. You know, I, I'm a, a big fan and nerd of history, and just uh, you know, I, I, I get to walk to work. I live near the Supreme Court uh, building, which is just behind the Capitol. And you know, every morning when I walk to work, I see the Capitol and think about the history and everything that's happened and taken place. It's an honor. It's a privilege. And like I said, I pinch myself every day. What have you found about Washington that you expected, and what have you found that you didn't expect? It's as bad as you think it is and worse. Uh, it, it's always good to come home uh, on the weekends and just get back to, to real people and uh, uh, just, I don't know, common sense. Uh, you know, we take for granted the values, the family values we have in the South. Uh, that's absent from a lot of the country, and we've got to get back to our roots, which is uh, God, guns, and the American flag. There we go. Now, one of the things I found very interesting, I heard you not long ago, uh, explaining that at first you have been inclined to favor the war in Ukraine or United States assistance for the war in Ukraine, but you had listened to your constituents in various town halls and whatnot and decided to vote against further funding for Ukraine, at least for now. Tell us about that. Yeah, you know, my problem with Ukraine as it stands is uh, we don't have an exit strategy. There's uh, no one can articulate what peace might look like. And so before we're going to spend another dime funding a war with no end, I'd rather fund our southern border. I'd rather fund benefits for our veterans. I mean, we've got a whole host of issues and problems here back home. When I mean home, I mean the United States. And I always say, if you want to paint your cabinets, that's fine. But if your roof is leaking, you should probably fix your roof first, right? We've got all these issues in America that we have to address. Let's do that. Then we can worry about Ukraine. We can worry about other places in the world. Congressman, welcome home. Many happy returns. Absolutely. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. And again, Delk Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. I've caught up with Congressman Andy Ogles here at the Chamber of Commerce Luncheon uh, in downtown Columbia at Puckett's. He's addressing the chamber today, and it's interesting to hear his reflections on being a first-term congressman. The President James K. Polk Home and Museum announced yesterday it has been recognized by TripAdvisor as a 2023 Traveler's Choice Award winner. The award celebrates businesses that have been consistently received that have consistently received great traveler reviews on TripAdvisor over the last 12 months, placing these winners among the 10% of all listings on TripAdvisor globally. Congratulations to the dedicated team at the James K. Polk Home and Museum for being recognized among TripAdvisor's top 10% of worldwide attractions, stated Columbia's Tourism and Marketing Director Kelly Murphy. Presidential history is such a vital component of America's story and of Columbia's history. We are fortunate to have the ancestral home of President James K. Polk in Columbia and to be able to share the stories and artifacts of the 11th U.S. president, she said. Kendall Jones, James K. Polk Memorial Association president, said, We are thrilled to receive this designation, which is a joint effort by our amazingly supportive community and our dedicated staff. 
Congratulations to the 2023 TripAdvisor Traveler's Choice Award winners, said John Boris, Chief Growth Officer at TripAdvisor. The travel resurgence we've seen throughout the past year has even further heightened the competition. Earning a Traveler's Choice Award demonstrates that you have provided great experiences to those who matter most, your guests. With changing expectations, continued labor shortages, and rising costs, this is no easy feat, and I am continually impressed with the hospitality industry's resilience and ability to adapt. Cheers to another successful year, he said. The President James K. Polk Home and Museum preserves the legacy of the nation's 11th president. Guided tours of the Polk Home on West 7th Street are available year-round, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Sundays, 1 to 5 p.m. The Polk Home welcomes thousands of visitors from around the world each year. Group tours and field trips are available, and the Polk Home offers year-round educational activities, including summer camps, lectures, homeschool days, and a new homeschool club. For more information on the Polk Home and upcoming events, including the Dark Horse Dinner Fundraiser and Ghosts of Greenwood Cemetery Tour, visit www.jameskpolk.com. Dr. Charles Cantieri has joined Murray Regional Medical Group and will see patients at Lewisburg Family Practice. Dr. Cantieri received his medical degree from Alabama College of Osteopathic Medicine in Dothan, Alabama, and completed his residency at Christus Spone, Texas A&M Family Medicine Residency Program in Corpus Christi, Texas, where he served as chief resident. Throughout his residency, Dr. Cantieri was involved in leadership through the Texas Academy of Family Physicians and performed sports physicals and covered games for Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Dr. Cantieri says his clinical interests include preventative medicine, sports medicine, and health advocacy. He's excited to begin serving the Lewisburg community. Lewisburg Family Practice provides a number of services, including adult and geriatric medicine, chronic disease management, diabetes, blood pressure and cholesterol management, acute care for injuries and illness, and physical and wellness exams. In addition to traditional appointments, Lewisburg Family Practice also offers walk-in care. Dr. Cantieri joins Dr. Canthy C. Nara, Dr. Timothy Nash, and nurse practitioners Jessica Boshears, Mason Douglas, Sarah Kersey, and Brandy Miller. Lewisburg Family Practice is open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. They are located at 1090 North Ellington Parkway, Suite 102 in Lewisburg. For more information, visit www.murrayregional.com forward slash Lewisburg dash family dash practice. The band Metallica has a foundation called All Within My Hands, which continues its multi-million dollar investment in critical workforce programs at Columbia, I'm sorry, at community colleges nationwide. Among the schools, Columbia State Community College was selected from a competitive pool of applicants to receive $100,000 to transform the futures of students in the community. The Metallica Scholars Initiative is so important to us because we are seeing results, said Lars Ulrich of Metallica. Five years in, with the help of community colleges across the country, we are helping people fill these essential jobs which require skills and training. We are so proud and grateful that we can facilitate this program, he said. The Metallica Scholars Initiative, or MSI, was launched in 2019 by Metallica's foundation, All Within My Hands, in partnership with the American Association of Community Colleges. The Workforce Initiative marks its fifth year with an ambitious expansion into new curricula. MSI now currently supports 42 community colleges across 33 states, and by the end of this year, it will have helped over 6,000 students pursuing careers in the trades. 
to date. Metallica and the All Within My Hands Foundation have invested over $6 million in the American workforce. We are so excited and grateful to be part of the latest cohort in the Metallica Scholars Initiative family, said Patrick McElhenney, Columbia State Development Officer and Director of Grants. Students in the programs we included in our application are not eligible for the same financial aid options that are available to more traditional programs. This funding will provide opportunities for these students to enter into meaningful and well-paying career fields, which otherwise may not be possible, he said. Reaffirming a commitment to career and technical education at the local level, each new school brings incredible opportunities to a thriving and growing community. The Metallica Scholars Initiative is a strong and cooperative assemblage of the nation's best community colleges, creating a supportive climate for participants to communicate directly and share best practices, said Peter Del Grosso, All Within My Hands Executive Director. As a result, our Metallica Scholars leave the program well-trained and confident. Ultimately, the impact is felt locally and nationally as Metallica scholars enter the workforce and fill in-demand technical positions, he said. The 11 newly added colleges are joining a roster of veteran schools invited to continue in the program. Each year, the returning colleges play an integral part in helping guide the success of the new schools. Columbia State is the first community college in Tennessee to receive this grant. We are happy to continue to partner with Metallica's All Within My Hands Foundation to support the vital career and technical education work of the nation's community colleges, said Walter G. Bumpfus, American Association of Community Colleges President and CEO. Colleges across the country provide pathways to well-paying jobs through programs, services, and training that lead to in-demand skills, certificates, and degrees for students. These programs are responsive to the needs of local businesses and provide a pipeline of qualified workers to local industry. Partners like Metallica that continue to provide support for community colleges help us to showcase the importance of investing in the transformative power of community college education, he said. What began with 10 colleges and mostly manufacturing programs has developed into a diverse offering of workforce opportunities for students interested in gaining the skills and training necessary to find meaningful and well-paying careers in fields and positions. Columbia State will use these grant funds for scholarships for dual enrollment students in the engineering systems technology and emergency medical technician programs, as well as for students in the pre-apprentice Lineworker Academy. The City of Columbia is planning to bring a new community splash pad to one of its most visited parks in the near future via a grant with Blue Cross. The Blue Cross Healthy Places grant request would be for $850,000 to construct a splash pad at Fairview Park, Parks and Recreation Director Mac Reagan said. This is a strategic planning goal and would have 16 features that will meet with the City Council has set forth, would match up with pretty much any community our size, Reagan said. It's a really nice program, and it's always a good chance for this highly competitive grant, which is only given out five or six times a year, he said. The city's contribution was budgeted last year for the splash pad design, with $350,000 additionally added this year, Reagan added. With the increase in the popularity of splash pads, we thought this grant would be a good way to assist and gain monies outside of our taxpayer funding, Reagan said. This will have a 40-year lifespan, and while this seems like a lot of money, when you figure year after year, it kind of puts everything more at ease, I guess you could say, he said. Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder said the grant would certainly enhance the project, while also saving the city a lot of money when it comes to expenditures. 
We have an obligation and also an expectation that the project we put in is one that everyone can be proud of. With Mac Reagan leading the charge in that regard, I'm certain that will happen, Mulder said. It sounds like, if nothing else, that this grant will help us advance the project as a whole, he said. The grant application was brought before Columbia City Council as a resolution during the board's August 10th regular meeting, which received unanimous approval by vote. At the conclusion of the meeting, Councilmember Davina Hardison asked when and how the public would be notified about the project's construction. Reagan said there will be a public input meeting probably in two weeks at the Dr. Krista Martin Community Center located at the park. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Boyd J. Stewart, 79, a veteran and a retiree of the Missouri Department of Transportation, died Saturday, August 12th. Funeral services for Mr. Stewart will be conducted Thursday at 12 p.m. at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The family will visit with friends on Thursday from 10 a.m. until service time at the church. Burial will be held at Middle Tennessee State Veterans Cemetery at Pegram, Tennessee. Oaks and Nichols funeral directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have partly cloudy skies today with a high near 80 degrees. Winds will be light and variable. Tonight, we can expect partly cloudy skies and a low near 60. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. 
For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg. We do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. This is Bob Kessling with Pat Ryan. It's a beautiful day for digging. The backhoe operator has the engine running and is moving into position. He's heading for the ground. He's in there. Wait, there's a flag on the play. Let's get out of the field for the call from our official. Illegal procedure on the digging team. Oh, that penalty could cause a costly accident. That's right, Bob. He needs to call before he digs. There's underground utility lines that could be hiding just below the surface. Water, sewer, electrical, communication lines, and even natural gas. Avoid a penalty by first calling 811 to have any underground public utility lines located and marked with flags or paint. It's free, it's easy, and it's the law. For more tips, visit pipesafety.org. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and the Tennessee Gas Association, funded in part by a grant from the Underground Utility Damage Enforcement Board. Here we go. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Two Republicans have proposed a resolution in Congress that calls on the media to change its reporting practices around mass shootings, raising free press concerns from First Amendment advocates and mass violence experts. U.S. Representative Andy Ogles, a Republican from Columbia, and U.S. Senator Mike Lee of Utah, a Republican as well, proposed the resolution that names irresponsible and sensationalistic reporting practices as a major factor in the recent rise in mass gun violence across the country, saying that the media gives criminals the notoriety and infamy they desire. Representative Ogles represents the district where a shooter was killed. A shooter killed six people, including three children, at the Nashville Covenant School in March. Media coverage of a mass public murder routinely outweighs the coverage of the victims. The resolution states, adding that many mass public murderers have researched, studied, and idolized past acts of violence using the sensationalistic coverage provided by many media outlets. 
But a push by Congress to tell journalists how to cover incidents of mass violence has garnered concerns from some in the field for its impact on the First Amendment right of the free press and the potential harm of limiting coverage on an issue that poses a rare but ever-increasing danger to citizens. It's disappointing to see that the resolution doesn't distinguish between professional mainstream news media and the rest of the online pack, said Ken Paulson, director of the Free Speech Center at Middle Tennessee State University and a former editor-in-chief of USA Today. The truth is that professional broadcasters and daily newspapers have dramatically cut back coverage of suspects in favor of focusing on the victims and the gun violence epidemic society is facing, he said. A proposal created by government officials advising reporters on how they can report on issues of massive public concern presents immediate First Amendment questions, Paulson said. He said the perception that news organizations cover mass murders with nigh salivating levels of veracity is incorrect and can be proven with one simple sad truth. There's now too many incidents to cover, he said. Efforts to cut back on coverage came about for two reasons. First of all, responsible news organizations do not want to contribute to the problem in any way and have taken steps to ameliorate any possible publicity issues, he said. The second reason, though, and this is a tragic one, is that mass murders have happened now happen so often that they no longer get the same level of attention from the news media, he said. I believe the public sometimes confuses the coverage of unrelenting mass murders with excessive coverage of a single event. Even when in-depth coverage does occur, Paulson said, the breadth of coverage is usually due to the varying aspects of the case that present itself after the initial tragedy, like memorials of the victims, court battles in the aftermath, law enforcement failures, or other long-term effects. Drawing primarily on a research article titled Mass Shootings and the Media Contagion Effect, written by Jennifer Johnston and Andrew Joy of Western New Mexico University, Representatives Ogles and Lee outline a number of changes they recommend to news organizations. Recommendations include requests that news media not name or publish photos of suspected public murderers and not promote any particular ideology or public policy change. Instead, the resolution calls on the media to focus on prioritizing coverage of heroics of any law enforcement, first responders, or bystanders. There is an epidemic of evil people motivated by perverse beliefs to wreak havoc on the lives of innocent people. Ogles, who has taken criticism for posing for a Christmas card with his family holding guns, said in a statement about the resolution, Just a few short months ago, the Covenant School in Nashville was robbed of six precious lives in a horrific act of violence. The media was quick to report on the incident, combing for every gritty detail that could be uncovered about the shooter and their motivation. This resolution simply asks the media to do their work responsibly and stop sensationalizing the despicable acts of mass murderers. The statement also cited Canadian clinical psychologist and right-wing Internet personality Jordan Peterson as an expert on the issue, who said that society can choose to make mass shooting exceedingly rare if the press and anyone else who has the attention of a wide swath of the public stops reporting on mass shootings in ways done previously. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Biscuit Love, the brunch restaurant founded by Sarah and Carl Worley back in 2012, has announced the open date for its second Franklin location at Berry Farms. The latest expansion of Biscuit Love will be located at 3100 Village Plains Boulevard, Franklin, opening on Friday, August 25th, with hours of 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. daily. On the menu, you will find breakfast and lunch favorites with a twist centered around biscuits. Crowd pleasers include the Bee Roll, a biscuit cinnamon roll made with Biscuit Love's famous dough topped with pecan sticky bun sauce and served with cream cheese icing, and the East Nasty, a buttermilk biscuit topped with fried boneless chicken thigh, aged cheddar, and sausage gravy that was named the best sandwich in the country by Bon Appetit editors in 2015. Sarah and Carl Worley opened Biscuit Love as a food truck in Franklin before opening its first brick and mortar in the Gulch in 2015. They now have four Middle Tennessee locations and one in Birmingham, Alabama. Biscuit Love recently partnered with Gold Belly to ship its famous biscuits, jams, and more nationwide. The menu of offerings can be found at www.goldbelly.com forward slash biscuit dash love. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOMWKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.